Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. It's so great to be connecting with everyone. And I wanted to just mention a few things, but before I do, have you ever wondered if you can truly achieve that place of fortune without losing your soul? I mean, have you ever thought about it? It's almost like it's like the ninth wonder of the world to be able to achieve the fortune, the things you desire in life, and still be an okay person. Well, today's show is all about that. Um, I want to uh, introduce my very special guest today, but before I do, I want to make sure all of you know that um, we have made a few changes to the Dr. Pat Show website, and if you go to the website right now, what you're going to see is an opportunity, a way for you all to send me instant message questions. That's never been done before, but since so many of you listen to this show from work, you have to keep it kind of under the... Mm, let's say under the table, so to speak, uh, we've now given you a way to send us an instant feedback, instant feedback question, comment, or the many things that um, you'd like to do to uh, participate in the show. So that's kind of cool. Uh, you can go to the drpatshow.com website. You'll see it right there. Uh, just type in your name, where you're calling from, and what your question or comment is, and we'll bring it up on air. Today's show is really about... For me personally, it's been it's been one of these journeys you take where you think that you have to give up everything in life in order to be a, a good person, that if you had any wealth at all, that there might be something uh, not so cool about you. But today's show is going to turn that around. Goodbye, Gordon Gecko. how to find your fortune without losing your soul with my very special guest author, Anthony, same like my brother's name, Anthony Scaramucci. He's joining me here today. And let me just tell you a little bit about him. He is, if you look at this, he is somebody that fits the exact category that I was just talking about. Somebody who's been on a journey in this life to discover what it means to have enormous fortune and at the same time to understand the goodness, the, the innate magnificence that each of us has. He's a managing partner of Skybridge, uh, which is valued at about, uh, I think it's $7.4 billion. He's the author of Goodbye Gordon Gecko a techno- and a technical advisor to Oliver Stone for his new movie, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. And beyond all of that, if you look at the things he's accomplished, if you look at the, the businesses he has bought and he has sold, if you look at his incredible education, this is a gentleman that has it all. But what if you have it all and you don't know that you have it all? But what if you have it all and you realize that's not exactly what you wanted in life? Today's show is going to open the door for all of us to take a look at what it means to have great fortune and still keep our souls intact. Anthony, thank you so much for joining the show today. Wow, this is this is a question that so many people grapple with. Thank you well, for joining us today. Well, you know, Pat, first off, thank you so much for having me. But but secondly, you know, that was an unbelievable introduction. I think, unfortunately, my mom isn't listening, but if she was, she would be thrilled right now. So thank you very much for, for that sort of lead-in. But, you know, one, one, one thing I will say, though, is I don't think any of us really have it all in terms of, like, the – media-based definition or the advertising agencies-based definition. And I think that the, the good, the, the, the message I was trying to leave in that book was that even though that we don't have it all, there's a base sort of things that we can try to aspire to that ultimately we can find our happiness in. Do, is it possible, Anthony, and I, I'd love to ask you a question that I've asked everybody I've ever had on this show, and, and this is the question. Is it possible for all of us to go through this beautiful life that we get to create um, without challenges or obstacles? And what I mean by that, I mean showstoppers. So the question I want to ask you is this. What are some of the challenges, what are some of the obstacles that you personally have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? 
Well, you know, listen, I mean, you know, we, 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 we have different types of obstacles, right? Most of oh, yeah. the obstacles, most of the obstacles that we have sometimes are the ones that we have in our own mind in terms of, uh, you know, there's a, there's an expectation that we have, you know, I start the book, uh, uh talking about the Disney characters. Uh, and we grow up as kids, and we watch those Disney movies, and of course, at the end of the movie, everyone lives happily ever after. They never get you into midlife, though, Pat, okay, where all of these uh, crazy, stressful things are happening to you. you know. And I, and I point out in the book that a lot of these Disney characters, frankly, had tough lives, You know, whether it was Bambi losing a parent, Snow White walking around in the forest with seven fat guys, uh, you know, Cinderella with the wicked stepmother. Everybody has some sort of uh, setback or tribulation in their life. You know, so for for me specifically, you know, I actually was you know blessed with you know pretty decent family and good parents. Um, you know, my parents were middle class people, uh, but they really you know they pushed education. Um, but I really didn't have the experience in the corporate world that maybe some of my contemporaries did. So when I came out of Harvard Law School. You know, I had never really seen the inside of a corporate office building. So, you know, I was walking around dressed in like uh, half polyester suits and thin black ties. It wasn't the corporate look, Pat. No. Nope. Okay. It 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 definitely it definitely nope. put me back a little. I can remember a partner at Goldman Sachs coming over to me saying, "Hey, listen, you know, you're a great kid, but you're not dressed right for this interview. You're not dressed right for this job. You got to go out and uh, and buy yourself some real clothing." You know, it was a, it was mortifying at the time, and it certainly felt like a setback. But I'll tell you what, it was really good advice and something I tried to like uh, espouse upon a little bit in the book. Well, you know, this is really kind of interesting. And would you, uh, Anthony? I love what you just shared. Would you consider that individual a mentor to you? I mean, oh, no or a question. Coach I write about or, him you, know, in the you know what I'm saying? You know, because they could have uh, let you float around there. He was actually my boss at Goldman. He helped me get uh-huh. the job. Uh, Michael also fired me, not that I uh-huh. want to give away the whole book, but uh, <laughs> somewhere in Chapter 2, uh, I'm being fired from Goldman Sachs one year and five months into the job. Uh, frankly, I wasn't really that good, good at the job that they had hired me for, so not surprising that I was fired. But, but uh, you know, he, he yelled at me about my dress uh, in terms of what I was wearing. He, uh, he mentored me. Uh, when it when it was clear that I wasn't in the right job, he actually fired me, which I think was as tough on him as it was for me. Uh, he did help me find another job inside of Goldman, which was uh, another neat part of that story. Um, and he certainly is a mentor. Today he's the CEO of Vernado Realty, which is a uh, $10 billion uh, real estate investment trust. But, you know, it's one of the things I do write about in the book for young people. You have to try to find uh, uh, mentors people that you can identify with or relate to that are a little bit older than you that will give you honest advice, not not uh, give you advice based on their career and what they think they should have done when they were your age. That's not the right advice, but advice for you specifically where they're actually really listen to you and see if they can help you, you know, find the, the, the right arc of your uh, your ambition. Well, and really this is it. I mean, you know, for many people, um, ambition has become, and I think it, it really is going through some tough times right now, Anthony, and I so love having you on the show and talking about this. The word ambition has really taken a couple of bad hits, well, actually quite a few bad hits. And I want to talk about ambition for a minute because, uh, you know, I don't know if many people understand that we sometimes have parents. My stepmom, ambition would be the word that I give to her. I refer to her, though, as perseverance. Although she didn't achieve the kind of financial status we're talking about, but she clearly wanted to get to the next level. How can we bring the word ambition to what you're bringing in this book and what you bring now in terms of values in your business? Well, you know, listen, I mean, again, the, 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 you're, you're right. These definitions also do affect our lives, right? Because, like, you could say ambition and someone could say, okay, well, you know, is that a bad word or a good right. word, right? It's right. a whole concept about what Oliver Stone was talking about in the first movie, Wall Street One, where Michael Douglas's character, Gordon Gecko, was saying greed is good, right? So the way we define these, these words in our lives um, have a very big impact on us. So I tell the younger people that I'm working with, you know, we always have to try to find the most positive words 
not only in describing ourselves, but in describing our dreams and whatever our aspirations are. So, so you know, I, I agree with you, Pat. Like, you know, everybody has a def- different definition of ambition. Everybody has a different definition of per- perseverance. But here, here's what I do know um, that, you know, you know, we have in our minds, we have the best version of ourselves and we have the worst version of ourselves. And it's just the truth. You know, some days we, come, we get out of bed. Uh, and we react to things in a way that we feel bad about. Other days we get out of bed and we were like, wow, I'm really impressed with myself that I actually reacted to that in a really positive way. So what I try to tell people is just think about the best version of yourself, you know, the person when you're daydreaming about yourself and who you really want to be. Think about that every morning when you wake up. And so when things are coming at you and you start to react to things, um, you'll take a higher ground. You know, you'll act more like a mature person. You won't take something too personally or too emotionally. And and, and if you if you do that, okay, it's going to make your life a lot easier. It's going to make your life a lot happier. You know, when I got when I got fired, Pat, I took it so personally. I was so pained by it. I was so self conscious with it. Here I was. I had gone to Harvard Law School. I had done great at Tufts University, got myself in the Harvard Law School. I got what was considered to be a very uh, fantastic job at Goldman Sachs. Um, so I was hitting all of those marks of ambition and perseverance and all those good things. And then kaboom, I had this big, big setback. I was fired from the firm. And uh, I mean, think about it, you know, I was self-conscious about it. What was my peer group going to say? What was my family going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. All, all of those things I got wrapped into. But the truth of the matter is it wasn't a personal thing. Um, there was a recession going on at the time. I frankly wasn't good at that job. I had actually gotten slotted into a job that frankly wasn't fitting my skill set. So rather than taking it personally, Pat, I should have stepped back and said, okay, this could be this break in my career track or this setback could be a big opportunity for me. How can I realize my real dreams or my real goals? And, uh, you know, frankly, I wasn't doing any of that. And I write about it in the book. I was, uh, I was pained. I was anxious. I was feeling low. Um, and I try to, I try to express that in, 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 in my book so that mm-hmm. young people that read it, you know, they'll be like, hey, you know what? This happens to people in the course of their careers. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Anthony, this is why I love talking about this because, you know, basically I've been fired from every job I've ever had. And (laughs) I've never really stood there and jumped up and down in joy. I mean, there is a part of it that you look at in the moment and it is devastating. There's also another part of it that you and I are talking about right now, which is it opens up other doors, other opportunities. If we can take a look at our lives in a certain way and know that what we're doing is going to create something amazing. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we've got lots to talk about. Goodbye, Gordon Gecko, Anthony Scaramucci, my jo- a very special guest today. We're going to be talking about what it means to live that rich life in a difficult, radical, changing economy. But more importantly, what does it mean for, for Anthony? What has he learned over the phenomenal success that he has had? And that level of self-awareness that each of us needs to have to be able to bounce back from what society calls failure. Boy, lessons to be learned on this show. We'll be right back. How would you like increased health and vitality? Would you like relief from acute or chronic health issues? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? Would you like relief from allergy, weight, and digestive issues? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural technique. Whether you seek relief from health issues or desire to live at your optimum health and vitality, contact reflex analysis is a profound method which detects imbalances at a subclinical level. Restoring health issues before they arise while increasing vitality and longevity. Discover CRA. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Every day we're moving toward wellness or away from wellness. I'd like to be your partner in achieving your optimal health and well-being. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. 
tip is brought to you by David Emerald, author of The Power of Ted. Call a timeout every now and then. Set your watch to remind yourself every two hours to take a look at your intentions and actions. Have you been focusing on reacting to problems or creating outcomes? Have you been responding from the victim role of the drama triangle or the creator role of the empowerment dynamic? Take time out to review your intentions and choices, making sure that you are, indeed, focused on creating the outcomes you want in your life. That is the way of a creator. Here's to the creator in you. Now is the perfect time to learn Tai Chi and Qi Gong. These ancient Chinese healing arts, also called mind-body practice, are simple to learn, clinically proven to be effective, and can be practiced by anyone, anywhere, at any time. For 10 years, the Institute of Integral Qi Gong and Tai Chi has been a respected leader in mind-body practice training. Visit iiqtc.org. Empower yourself, empower others. Visit iiqtc.org for more information on mind-body practice. iiqtc.org. Hi, I'm Don Brecky. I chose two years ago to get on the Take Shape for Life program. I've lost 30 pounds and kept it off over two years. I have more energy. I get out of bed without backaches. It's been a life changer. Hi, I'm Dale Gardner. With the Take Shape for Life program, me and my wife lost 90 pounds together. And that was two years ago, and we feel great. Get healthy with the Take Shape for Life program. Get clinically tested products from Metafast and support from a free certified health coach. Visit simpletolose.com to learn more. Results will vary. Consult a physician before beginning weight loss program. Call or go online for complete program and discount details. Are you tired of hanging on to things in your life that hold you back? Get ready to reclaim your fearless nature with Annette Bingham. Annette has been a catalyst for helping people achieve maximum results. Known for her breakthrough approaches, she will assist you to unleash your true power. Her unique distance healing techniques have been empowering people globally. Get ready for a life-changing event to step into your fearless nature. For more information, visit AnnetteBingham.com or call 432-770-4062. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Goodbye, Gordon Gecko. How to find your fortune without losing your soul. Uh, very special guest, incredible individual, Anthony Scaramucci, joining me here today. In in the book, in Goodbye, uh, Gordon Gecko. one of the things that, uh, Anthony, I love about this is, uh, you know, I think you talk about this. In the, in the past, let's say, I don't know, five to eight years, there have been a lot of Gordon Gecko wannabes or copycats or I don't even know how to describe it. But the point is people trying to achieve financial wealth beyond anyone's imagination but doing it in a way that sort of leads some of the values and principles of life behind. And I wanted to ask you in what your experience has been in achieving phenomenal wealth you know, what is it that will enable a person to make a decision that will take them one way uh, to achieve wealth and save their soul or take them another way and sell their soul to the devil, so to speak? Well, you know, it's interesting because I, I actually think of myself in terms of like the quote-unquote wealth component, I'm probably one of the lower guys on the Wall Street yeah. totem pole, but it's never never been the most driving aspect of my ambition uh, is just the blind wealth component. So, you know, when I write about the word fortune in that book, I really mean fortune in terms of the old Greek mythological version of fortune, which was the, uh, you know, your, the design of your life, you know, and the circumference of fortune being your health and, yes, your wealth, but also a lot of the good things that can happen to you in life in terms of the experiences and the people that you meet. So on Wall Street, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people have just defined it as, okay, it's a scorecard and it's a number. I have to have the biggest house. I have to have the best job. I have to have uh, uh, all of these certain trappings, okay, that will prove to people that I'm superior to them. And uh, so what ends up happening is you take all of this short-termism, okay, and you start to hurt yourself. And, uh, you know, when I speak in public, I often talk about this is not a culture that only affected Wall Street. It's affected all different parts of our society. And just think of this example, Pat, with the American athlete. Here is a person who's of great physical, uh, great shape. The American athlete, many of these guys have used performance enhancement drugs or steroids. They've actually injected them into their bodies, knowing that this would have a very long-term negative effect on them, but yet it would give them 
some positive short-term enhancement. Uh, well, this sort of happened on Wall Street, okay, and some of these uh, big banks, um, and not to give away the movie, but I did work on uh, the, the second Wall Street movie, yeah. which is coming out on September the 24th. Yes. But when, when Gordon Gecko, when the Michael Douglas figure returns uh, after tw- a 23-year absence, he's standing at a podium lecturing students, and he says, you know, these banks, they were on steroids, same way the athletes were on steroids, Pat. Okay, yeah. so they were taking short-term uh, uh, leverage, okay, which would give them positive economic uh, benefit in the short term, but frankly annihilated their businesses and ultimately, you know, hurt the broader economy. So, so you know, this is something I do address in the book, and this is something I, I've seen. Uh, to your point, gecko wannabes or gecko clones, uh, there's a ton of them on Wall Street. Uh, the message inside the book is, hey, you know, come on, let's dial this kind of behavior down. Okay, let's try to think about, you know, some of the things you were talking about before the break. Ambition is a good thing. Perseverance is a good thing. But uh, there's no way anybody can convince me that greed is a good thing. Uh, and, well, and I think even Oliver Stone would tell you when he when he put that sentence in the first script, the Wall Street script, he was shocked that we've actually had this uh, quarter century debate about the uh, about the concept. Well, can I, I have can to I tell you, listeners, I'm... how he came up with the title of the mo- of the book. How how did he? Well, no, I mean of of my book. You know, yeah. I I basically gave my manuscript. I was writing a book. I gave the manuscript to Oliver Stone after he read it. Uh-huh. He's, he's the one that gave me the suggestion to thread it through the first movie, Wall Street One, and the current movie that he was working on. He actually gave me the permission to use uh, Gordon, the Gordon Gecko name. Um, so, I was going to ask so that, you about so that. I was actually I'm, writing a book that was uh-huh. just going to address some autobiographical things and some social commentary, um, and I was doing it, you know, basically for my three children. And then, you know, once I met Oliver Stone and got involved with the movie, he's the one that gave me the suggestion to use that title. Honestly, it, it, I think it, what, it is so essential that he enabled you to do that because it really does talk to the point of what you're writing about and also the movies that, you know, both movies, the, you know, his first movie. I mean, when we think about Gordon Gecko, right? I mean, if you think about him, especially in the first movie, there's a part of him that we all started to really like mm-hmm. and then not like. Yes. And now we're intrigued to get him back. Yeah. And even yeah, though so, we know this is a man that is about greed, we just want to get him back. And well, I want to ask you, what is our obsession with this? Well, you know, our obsession with this is, the, you know, it's basically, you know, it's a literary, you know, you think about it, in some ways he's a modern literary figure. You know, if you if you go back to some of the writings, like some of the German writers like Hermann Hesse, you know, when you think of the book Damien, uh, the concept behind the book Damien is that there's good and bad in both of us, right, or all of us, meaning yeah. that we each, each of us have a good side to our personality and a bad side. So when you see this rogue, Gordon Gecko, you're supposed to dislike him, you're supposed to have a fever against him, and yet you find some of his roguishness appealing, you find aspects of his personality appealing. He's kind of the American dream that's run amok. Rather than being, you know, a Boy Scout hero and a Dudley Do Right, you know, he's taken the American dream and he's turned he's turned that square into a trapezoid. Okay, so there's parts of that personality we really like, and plus, you know, Michael Douglas himself is a very likable person in, yes. in real life. He's yes. nothing like Gordon Gecko. I've got a great Michael Douglas story for you if you'd like to hear it. But I would but, love to hear it. But but you know, here is here is a uh, here is a situation where. There's positives about his pursuit of wealth and the American dream, and then there's just so much negative about him in terms of what he's willing to do to hurt other people. So, you know, one of the big messages in my book is that you can you can, you can make enough money, you can be a fortunate person and live a fortunate life uh, without trying to go out of your way to be malicious towards others. And, you know, this is really kind of interesting because I think you said something very, very important. Michael Douglas playing this role, I think, is where we get sort of this ambivalence or ambiguity, shall I say, Mm -hmm. about the Michael Douglas, the actor, and the character he plays, Gordon Gecko. I mean, when he smiles and and smiles and says the word greed, it's almost like you can't hate him, right? You can't dislike him. I mean, you want to just hug him at some point, yet he's talking about something that this country in particular has discovered over the past couple of years, and that has been very damaging 
yeah, um, in a lot exactly. of ways. I mean, you just think about, you know, he, you see, he, it's interesting, right? He's a good-looking guy, a uh, great figure in American uh, film history. Um, he'll tell you, you know, that that was his uh, crowning, crowning uh, uh performance won the oscar for that performance i do think he will be nominated for an oscar again he'll be one of the first hollywood actors to potentially get the uh, the oscar nomination for playing the character twice he's that good in this upcoming movie but but when you when you think about these concepts okay like and i and i do write about this in the book if you take a sentence and you say greed is good well every single one of us as a kid learns somewhere uh that actually greed is bad so if you think yeah. about the words greed is a negative word is is a neutral word the word good is a positive word. Well, that, that sentence is an asymmetric sentence, and it jars your brain, and it forces contemplation. If, my, if Michael Douglas said or Oliver Stone wrote in the script, greed is bad, well, you know what? None of us would have remembered that sentence because that no. would have been right in line with the conventional thinking of what we have. So, so what's interesting about that sentence and what's interesting about the first movie, Oliver Stone thought he was... Uh, you know, he was showing a little bit of a mockery. Maybe mockery is not the right word, but he was showing a little bit of an indictment about the Wall Street excessive culture in the 1980s. And with the stock market crash in 1987, he thought that that bubble of that excessive culture was actually bursting. But what we didn't realize at the time is that we were restaging and setting uh, a new ground for a quarter century of just an enormous boom. Uh, what took place on Wall Street, and frank, frankly, more deviant, more aggressive, more aberrant, aberrant behavior. So, so yeah. this this movie will address that you know, from a social commentary perspective. It'll also have some very, very dramatic scenes in it, and, and, and interpersonal. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, uh, female development in these characters. I would say that the last movie was a very macho-like movie. Uh, well, I think she, it was appropriate for its time, don't you think, though? Yeah, it was very exactly mm-hmm. very appropriate for its time. But you know, Carrie Mulligan is in this movie. She was right. nominated last year for 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 an Oscar. Susan Sarandon is in this movie. Um, just the character and plot development is much more well-rounded this time. And actually, the movie, uh, from what I understand, and I'm so glad we're talking about it, um, the movie just brings us fast forward to the time that we actually live in. And, you know, this is what, this is really what is the conundrum for a lot of people right now, looking for things to change, for things to, quote, get better. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Anthony about greed versus integrity. Integrity, one of my favorite words, one of the most used words in corporations you can find. But what does this mean? What has this uh, incredible author uh, discovered about integrity? And how is it we can bring this level, level of integrity into our lives, our workplaces, and be able to still live the lives we desire? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Call the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Vasily is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Pat-Show.com for listening times in your area. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Nishama Living, where your optimal health begins with awareness, grows with knowledge 
flourishes with proactive solutions and is practiced as a way of life. Nishama Living is dedicated to wholeness of body, mind, and spirit. The Nishama Living Hour is coming to the Dr. Pat Show. Get ready to regain your natural balance. Take control of your health and vitality and build your foundation for wellness with Nishama Living on the Dr. Pat Show. Reservage Organics offers you the most advanced anti-aging product available. Our organic-based resveratrol formula, brought to you from the heart of our exclusive vineyards in southern France, has been clinically proven to reactivate your longevity gene and help preserve your youth. By including Reservage Resveratrol in your daily regimen, you can enhance cardiovascular function, metabolism, mental acuity, and collagen production. If you want to regain your youthful radiance and enhance your longevity, do so with the world's finest resveratrol from Reservage Organics. Why wait? Visit your local retailer and start the anti-aging process today. Reservage Organics, committed to the extension of youth naturally. Available online at Reservage.com and at the Vitamin Shop, Vitamin World, and Whole Foods Market. Visit Reservage.com and feel vitality today. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. It's really great having you join us here today. We've got a lot of really cool things to talk with you about and share uh, with you, especially in light of the upcoming movie, uh, Goodbye, Gordon Gecko: How to Find Your Fortune. And, you know, how to find your fortune, and this is what I've said earlier, how to find your fortune without losing your soul. Uh, this comes from somebody that knows a lot about it, author Anthony Scaramucci. And joining me on the show today, we're talking about, if those of you that don't know who Gordon Gecko is, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about Gordon Gecko. Uh, but most of you do know the line from the movie um, uh, Wall Street, Greed is good. I, almost everyone, it, many of you may not even know where it came from, but we've heard that term. And so when we create or almost blueprint a, a term like that, it gets to take on different meaning. But in this book, and this is a phenomenal book, this is the book that I think all of you all that are sitting there thinking, what happened to my fortune? What happened to my life? How do I live the life I desire? And can I actually achieve the kinds of things I want to achieve? This is what you're going to be able to do. We're going to tell you where you're going to be able to get copies of this book and some of the special events coming up. We're going to share a kind of funny story um, that Anthony is going to share about Michael Douglas. But before we do, Anthony, it is such an honor to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us here today. Well, no, thank, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And you, so let's talk time. about the book and how it's going to be launched. And, you know, you've got a couple of real, you've got some exciting things happening here. Well, you know, the good, the good, good news is the, uh, the guys at 20th Century Fox and Oliver Stone in particular, uh, have taken a real liking to the book. So they've, uh, they've included me on some of the press junkets on, on September 7th, Tuesday. Um, I'm a contributor to the, uh, CNBC show called Fast Money. And on Tuesday night at five o'clock, Oliver Stone is going to be on our show, and I'm going to get the opportunity to interview him as a you know prelude to the movie and discuss the book and also you know some of the uh, character aspects and character development in the movie. The uh, you know I had the opportunity to work with Josh Brolin, who is the uh, he's the new rogue in this movie. He ba- right. basically plays the Gordon Gecko version 2.0. I also had the opportunity to work with Shia LaBeouf uh, from the Transformer movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shia is actually the young up-and-coming Wall Street star, uh, something that Charlie Sheen played uh, 25 years ago when he was Bud Fox. So right. I had the opportunity to work with those guys. I didn't have the opportunity to work with Michael Douglas, however, who was reprising his role as Gordon Gecko. But I met Michael uh, several times, and then um, I had the opportunity to fly with him to Cannes to the, uh, you know, the French Film Festival where they premiered the movie in May. And when I got on the plane with Michael, uh, he had said, geez, I know you from somewhere. I said, well, actually, I've worked on the movie with you. And then we got into talking. I said, well, you know, I actually ended up writing a book. He said, really? He said, let me, let, me, uh, let me ask you, do you have the book with you? I said, well, as a matter of fact, I do. And when I handed him the book, you know, it said, goodbye, Gordon Gecko on it. He opened the book, and 
I didn't take this personally, Pat, because we were on a nighttime flight, but about five pages into the thing, he fell asleep, <laughs> sitting there asleep, unconscious. Well, when he when he woke up, uh, he said, "Oh, great, thanks for the book." And about a week later, he said to one of my uh, one of my colleagues which, that he ran into, he says, "You know, I meet Anthony Scaramucci on the plane. He hands me a book. He says it says goodbye, Gordon Gecko on it. He goes, I think this is a mafia hit." I'm like running scared when I looked at the title of the book. But but in all all seriousness, he 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 did say to uh, a lot of people that you know he loved the book, he loved the concepts in the book. Unfortunately, he's not doing well right now. Um, you know, he's in he's in the first couple of weeks of uh, his chemotherapy related to his, his throat cancer. So that's mm-hmm. a little bit of a sad thing going on right mm-hmm. at this moment. But just a great mm-hmm. great person, you know, and, and a great guy to work with. Well, it, and that you're right. It is an absolutely sad, sad story. You know, and our prayers and you truly go out, um, go out to him. I mean, there's so much of um, how should I say it? People are so eager to really see the the Oliver Stone spin on how this is going to play out. This new yeah. movie, right? Yeah, no, no question. I think because you know he is whether you like Oliver or not. I do address it in the book. You know, I have a tremendous relationship with him. I don't agree with him as it relates to a lot of his politics. I don't agree with him as it relates to a lot of his versions of history. Okay, but what I do agree with is that you need to have some level of dissent in a society, and I agree that you need to have people in the society that are challenging your thought process and are challenging your way of thinking. It'll either make your your thoughts and your beliefs stronger, or it will cause you to question them. And in fact, I do one sentence that Oliver really liked in my book was there were no Oliver Stones at Lehman Brothers. Ah. You know, there were there were so many people that were telling the emperors there that they had clothing on when, in fact, they didn't have clothes on. And uh, you need to surround yourself with people in life that are going to tell you the truth. And so so I think his uh, his interpretation uh, is a fairly accurate one. I think it's something that uh, the American public will really appreciate. There are two scenes that were shot inside the Federal Reserve Bank in New York, which are about as palpable as any any scenes I've seen in any movie. Oh, you know, and and one of the things, Anthony, that I love about your approach in in the book is that when I, you know, when I when I'm reading the book, what I'm getting a sense is a real visual. I mean, because in my mind, I can't get the Gordon Gecko character out, and I think it's brilliant that you and Oliver Stone, you know, connected on this. Because when you talk about ego versus egomaniac, or when you talk about excellence or real wealth. You, you know, for a lot of people, we we have an image of things that we don't want to be like, and it really becomes an inner conflict, that fine line between ego and egomaniac. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's almost like there's a thread. There's a, there's a tipping point, so to speak, that mm-hmm. we get to face where we're going to make one decision or another. No question. I mean, this is exactly, exactly right. In fact, I would say it a little differently, Pat. I would say okay. in my mind there's almost a triangle – Mm. of social status, mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. and power. And oh, yeah. that okay. triangle sets up a narcotic inside your brain. When you get a little bit of social status, you get a little bit of money and a lot of power, you start to think of yourself very differently than you really should. And it goes right back to Greek mythology and Greek tragedy. You know, when we act hubristic or we act arrogant or we start to think of ourselves as being better than other people, uh, then we start making disastrous decisions. You know, we make decisions that we're going to ultimately regret. And so, you know, what I do write about in the book is that without a grounding wire, you know, without some level of commitment to your family, potentially your religion, or just your core values, if you're not in the game reminding yourself with great repetition about the importance of those things, you know, when you get a little taste of success, you can end up, go, you know, running yourself right off a cliff. And, uh, you know, and, and by the way, and I hope I, I really mean this to, to your viewers, um, uh, this isn't a sanctimonious book or a self-righteous one. I do call myself out in that book. I talk about times where I felt envious. I've talked about times where I felt greedy. I've talked about decisions that I have made which I've regretted, okay, based on making them for the wrong reasons. Um, I certainly don't want people to think that, oh, hey, I, I think I have found any answers because, I, I, in fact, I haven't. In fact, I, I talk about, you know, feelings of inadequacy and insecurity, you know, even up until these very recent years. So, so I, it, my, my point in the book 
is that what we need to aspire to is just to try to be better, uh, try to be better people, um, try to be the best version of ourselves if we can. Um, um, but, but that triangle can turn an e- a healthy ego into an egomaniac. Does that make sense? Yeah, and let me just comment on what you said as well. That's why this book is so well-received. That's why I loved it, because, Anthony, it does talk to your humanity. And to be able to get to meet you up close and personal from a humane point of view, a very successful individual, uh, gives, I think, so much of the population right now not just hope, but gives everyone this idea that we can still be vulnerable, that we can still take a look at ourselves, and we can still be very successful. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. Uh, joining me today, if you haven't heard already, I'm thrilled. I'm honored to have him on the show, Anthony Scaramucci. And by the way, the book is Goodbye, Gordon Gecko. Uh, you will understand much more about it when you go get it and you read it. But in this upcoming movie, the upcoming Wall Street in a movie, you're going to get a sense of exactly what the journey is. But beyond all of that, what is it that Anthony has learned when we come back? We'll be talking about the core values, how we can infuse ourselves with incredible core values and at the same time bring the wealth, bring the abundance into our lives so that this success gets redefined the way Anthony has done it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Call the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Vasily is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. Sign up for the weekly newsletter to get advance notice of guests, events, and special offers. Visit thedrpatshow.com and get ready to live life all out. Hi, I'm Brenda Ball. And I'm Tony Ball, and we've been married for over 25 years. In that time, we found ourselves putting on a pound or two per year, and next thing you knew, we are 30, 40 pounds overweight. That's when we made the choice to get on that Take Shape for Life program. After being married for 25 years and struggling with weight that whole time, I'm actually now two sizes smaller than my wedding dress. With the Take Shape for Life program, you can lose those extra pounds. To learn more, visit simpletolose.com. Results will vary. Consult a physician before beginning weight loss program. Call or go online for complete program and discount details. TransformationTalkRadio.com TransformationTalkRadio.com Transforming the world one listener at a time. Remember, for our dogs and cats to live long and happy lives, just like people, they are what they eat. Wellness carefully selects wholesome ingredients to create food you can trust to provide the foundation of your pet's well-being. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose in every recipe they make. You can trust the quality of all ingredients in wellness from their source to your pet's bowl. Visit wellnesspetfood.com to find a pet specialty retailer near you. Wellness natural food for pets. This is where true wellness begins. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or a comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. What an incredible time I'm having with my very special guest, 
uh, Anthony Scaramucci. And what I want to just tell everybody, just so you know, is that you can get the book, Goodbye, Gordon Gecko: How to Find Your Fortune Without Losing Your Soul. You can find it just about anywhere. And um, you're going you're gonna to absolutely be thrilled to be reading this book along with the next installment uh, with Michael Douglas and Oliver Stone and Wall Street and all of the above. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us here today. I think there is a very powerful message in the book, and I think there's just there's actually more than one message. But I think this would be a good opportunity to bring people up to speed with what you and I were talking about during the break. Um, many folks go through very difficult times achieving, being in the workplace, competition, jealousy, envy, you name it. And these things can be insidious. And I wanted to ask you how you address this in the book because you do take us on a journey of your life, your ups, your downs, your sideways. Yeah, well, listen, I, I guess that the, the main point is that you can't expect to go to the workplace and not have people that are going to be detracting from you as well as people that you're going to get along with. It's just, it's just the way it works. I can remember leaving Goldman Sachs. I can remember telling my dad, who had never gone to college and had worked as a you know blue collar worker and got himself up to be the, the you know the president of his company. I can remember saying to him, Dad, I'm going to create a business that has no politics, all the people in the business I'm going to like. And I was talking in this really immature, utopian sort of way. And then lo and behold, at my first business I created, and guess what? There was politics in the office. And there were people that were internecine uh, warfare, corporate warfare, and uh, and I just unfortunately it's a fact and it's a reality of life. So, so the thing that you have to do is you have to just recognize that these things are going to happen, and 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 they're not things that you should take overly personally. We too often personalize things that are situational in our lives, and uh, mm-hmm. you know whether it was specifically to the firing. That, uh, or that I had at Goldman Sachs, or some of the setbacks I've had in my career in terms of our uh, our performance and some of our funds, or or any anything that uh, has been a setback or a speed bump, or uh, um, you know somebody detracting from me. I've had I, I write in chapter eight about some really difficult business partners that I've had. Uh, you know where you know these are people that they really are only looking out for themselves. Uh, if there's a dollar on the table, it's not that they want to split it fifty fifty. They want to take ninety nine and a half cents and if if they can they'll take the last half a cent from you so so this is you know reality of life that we're all dealing with so my my point in the book is we got to try to attract people to ourselves that have these core values that see the world the way we would all like to see the world you know one central theme of that book and if anything i've been accused of being too repetitive about it but one central theme is that we have to celebrate the successes of our friends in fact, I tell my children all the time, if I can give you one gift in your life, it isn't about the money, it isn't about any status or any of that stuff, but if I can get you thinking about your friends so that when something good happens to them, you're reaching out and you're giving them a hug or you're high-fiving them, you know, you want to be the person in life where when something good happens to somebody, you want to be their first call where they can call you and celebrate it with you, where they don't feel any pain or any, any envy or any quote-unquote jealousy coming back on the uh, on the backsplash of the call. Does that make sense, Pat? Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, you're now hitting such an important nerve for me um, and something that is so important for people right now is to really look at the people that we hang out with and understand, you know, what the – um, what they mean to us. I, I, you know, I have a best friend. She's been my best friend. She's been through every job loss I've had. Um, she's been my friend since I was 22 years old or right, something. Right, exactly. Uh, and, you know, this is the person that I think about, you know, if I'm in a trench, who do I want to bring in there with me? And if anything ever happened to her whatsoever, I'm on a plane. There's no exactly. question. Doesn't matter you what wanna, you want to be the three a you know they talk about that three a.m. call in politics. You want to be that three a.m. call in friendship. You want to be the person that people want to rely on, that people are happy about. You know, I tell tell the story. My daughter will probably get be, be mad at me, but she was auditioning for something. I think she wanted to be Dorothy when she was about ten years old, and she she didn't end up as Dorothy. One of her friends got it. You know, for the Wizard of Oz, she ended up as the. Uh, I don't know if you remember the little midget that gave the uh, death certificate for the Wicked Witch of the North. Oh, yeah. Okay, so my daughter ended up in that role where she's scrolling down the death certificate, okay? 
and she was all fired up. She had smoke coming out of her ears. And I said, honey, you got to tell that little girl congratulations. And and so she did it. She got on the phone. She congratulated her. The next day they had a play date and a sleepover. When she came back, she said, you know, Dad, that was really, really good. It made her feel so good that here I was, rather than gristing about being the little midget with the death certificate, that I had actually, you know, cheered her on and congratulated her for being Dorothy. Now, listen, you know, and 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 last summer, you know, my daughter was in Disney's Junior Little Mermaid. She she was basically played Ariel, and uh, there were friends of hers that came up to her to congratulate her. You know, so there's a reciprocity to this stuff um, that we need to aspire to, uh, which makes each other, you know, feel good about our our journeys, right, Pat? You know, you're Absolutely. on your own individual journey. I'm on my own individual journey. You know, you have your own. I, uh, non-identical fingerprint. There is nobody else like you on this planet of 7 billion people. So it's really stupid, if I can say it so boldly, to compare yourself to other people. Just accept the journey that you're on. Accept some of the joy about that journey. And when you're in the hardship zone, which all of us ultimately end up in, how could you not? We're human beings. You know, to just have the right philosophy in terms of the ability to persevere. That is so well said, Anthony, and that's a great way for us to, you know, uh, to wrap up the show. I mean, it is a very powerful message. There's nothing more toxic than envy and jealousy, and actually there's nothing more powerful to take us off our, our, our course, take us off uh, or off track. And we right now we really do need to keep our eye on the target, don't we? <laughs> that's, really, that's really what it is, you know, and just trying to aspire to do better each day. That's, that's the real key. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Love the book. I'm so looking forward to the movie. It's been great to have you on the show, and I hope you'll come back. I will. I promise. Let, let me know when I can, okay? And, and again, the you movie's bet. out September 24th. It'll be uh, nationwide. Oh, I, yeah. I, and you know what? I'm going to be right there. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you for joining us. Thank you all out there for tuning us uh, in, turning us on. Please get a copy of the book for those of you that are out there. And have that dream, that dream of success. There is a way to do it, not only in a way that will keep your soul, but will nurture your soul. Thanks to Anthony Scaramucci. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. Listening to the Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Thursday for another dynamic hour of the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili.